Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. The Old Testament reading for today is from Jeremiah chapter 20. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You are stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me, for whenever I speak, I cry out, I shout, violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say, I will not mention him, or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. For I hear many whispering, terror is on every side. Denounce him. Let us denounce him. Say all my close friends watching for my fall. Perhaps he will be deceived. Then we can overcome him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble. They will not overcome me. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts who tests the righteous, who sees the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them, for to you, I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of evildoers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Romans chapter 6. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness, for sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who once were slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time? from the things of which you are now ashamed. The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin 
and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them. For nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light. And what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my father who is in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, dear Christian friends, our text for today is the Old Testament lesson that we read from Jeremiah, especially verse 13. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he has delivered the life of the needy from the hand of evildoers. This is the word of the Lord. Well, there's nothing new about somebody getting sick and tired of their job. That's not why Pastor Neubauer isn't here today, by the way. <laughs> he just took a Sunday off. But all workers every once in a while want to go to their boss and say, I quit. But what if God is your boss? What happens when a prophet gets sick and tired of his job speaking for the Lord? Well, in our text for today, that's exactly what happens to Jeremiah, the prophet of God. It's not like he's having a bad day or even a bad year. Jeremiah is having a bad career as a prophet. He's sick and tired of his job. 
And he tells God in no uncertain terms. And we kind of wonder, how can you say something like that to God? Well, God is a lot more understanding than any human boss would ever be. So God lets Jeremiah go ahead and vent his anger. And then instead of letting him quit his job, or instead of making the job easier, God strengthened Jeremiah to continue to do this most difficult and discouraging work and, and to rise above it, to, to sing praise to God, his boss, while he was continuing to do it. Now, as I said, a pastor could kind of use these words to complain about his job, but that wouldn't be very helpful to the rest of you. Uh, always our goal is to how do we apply God's word to everybody who are prophets now? A month ago, on Pentecost Sunday, the lesson that day had Moses wishing, I wish that all of God's people were prophets. I wish that God would put His Spirit on everyone. That has happened. The Holy Spirit has come. The Holy Spirit has been given to all of you. A prophet is one who speaks God's word. You have God's word. You have been told to speak God's word. Well, just so we don't limit prophet to some guy with a long beard and a, and a robe, I'm going to call you speakers instead. Or in the hymn that we sang, herald, announcers, people who announce God's Word. And as God's speakers, we'll have bad days just like Jeremiah did. Maybe even bad years. Maybe even bad careers. But God still strengthens us so that we continue this difficult work and even praise the boss. And so our theme today is that God delivers His speakers so that they speak praise. Well, in our text, Jeremiah doesn't start out with praise. He starts out by complaining. Oh Lord, You deceived me. Now those are some pretty strong words to use to your boss when your boss is God. He accuses God of luring him or forcing him into this job, which is very difficult and discouraging. He says that God has overpowered him, and that's pretty easy to do when you're the all-powerful God. The problem was that the words Jeremiah spoke were words of violence and destruction. You see, God had promised Jeremiah, I appoint you to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. And so Jeremiah had been faithfully speaking God's words of judgment against the people because they had left God 
they had followed other idols, and he was giving this word to bring them to repentance, to tear down the walls of their pride and, and their sin. But, but it wasn't happening. He didn't have a chance to do any building because those old walls wouldn't come down. The people refused to repent. All they did was ridicule Jeremiah for his message. The popular prophets were saying, oh, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you do. And Jeremiah had just been beaten and put in stocks like they did back in the Puritan pilgrim days to humiliate him in front of all the people. And all he had done was say what God had told him to say. And that's why Jeremiah wants to quit. But he can't. He says, if I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, then his word is in my heart like a fire. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. Jeremiah has a compulsion to speak that is stronger than his desire to quit. A speaker of God who came along much later, St. Paul, also looked at the difficulties of speaking God's Word, but then he admitted why speakers of God's Word actually do that difficult job. He said, Christ's love compels us. God has put his speakers between a rock and a hard place. They can't go on, and they can't quit either. It looks hopeless, but with God, there's always hope. And so God delivers his speakers so that they speak praise. Well, what about you as speakers for God today? There are still harsh words that need to be spoken. Words to break down the hardness of people's hearts. Tear down attempts to excuse our own ungodly actions. And after the law of God has done that tearing down, then the precious gospel is spoken to build and to plant. It's by the gospel that God brings people to faith. It's the gospel that brings to people the forgiveness of sins that Jesus won on the cross. It's the gospel that restores and renews and gives power to live in ways that please God, ways that praise Him. So which word would you rather speak? Those words that tear down or those words that build up? Well, it's a great privilege to build people up in the proper time. And that's what every speaker would like to do. But it's also a responsibility to speak out in the proper time as well. And like it or not, faithfulness to God's Word brings out those sharp words every time, now and then. Every speaker of God will be rejected at some point or another and will start to feel like Jeremiah and start to sound like him. People still reject God's message and they still take it out on you, the messenger. For example, speaking out against ending human lives 
under the camouflage of women's rights or health care. Do that, and you'll soon learn how Jeremiah felt. Speak up for biological gender or traditional marriage, clearly, but lovingly. And you may not be put in stocks anymore, but you certainly will be humiliated in other ways. Sometimes, even before you speak, the life that you live as a child of God may open you up to ridicule. St. Paul experienced this, and he warned Timothy, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And St. Paul or St. Peter assures us that there will be those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ. Now, we expect that from our enemies, but here Jeremiah says, all my friends are willing for me to, are waiting for me to slip. The ones who should have been supporting him, the ones who should have been shoulder to shoulder speaking God's word with contrite hearts were the ones who were trying to prevail over Jeremiah. And so speakers of God's word expect resistance from the unbelieving world, but they usually know that's coming. But when God's own people, a speaker's own friends and family reject God's word, well, that's when you really feel like Jeremiah. So why don't we just tell God, I quit? Well, there are perils in speaking God's word and living according to it, but there are problems if you quit. We may not want to speak this Word of God publicly or even privately to our friends and family. We may not always want to live according to it, but we don't dare to quit either. We don't dare stop when God is our boss. It looks hopeless, but there's always hope with God. God delivers you so that you speak praise. You see, Jeremiah felt like he was between a rock and a hard place, but God doesn't do that. God is the rock that is between us and all the hard places of life. And Jeremiah knows this, and he admits it in verse 11. He says, the Lord is with me. And here he says, the Lord is not just standing by watching him suffer, but he said, the Lord is with me as a dread warrior. Sometimes God calls His speakers to be warriors for Him, but in this case, God is that warrior that is with Jeremiah against all of those enemies. And knowing this, Jeremiah is able to go from a state of despair to one of confidence. You know, Jeremiah never did get to uh, speak a lot of good news it wasn't like the hymn that we sang. You know, there was that one verse, Herald sound the note of judgment, but then there was three verses of good news that the herald, the announcer, is to sound. Well, and, but Jeremiah, he didn't end this with complaining. He ended with words of praise for what God had done for him. I'll tell you a little secret, though. If you look at the next verse, after this text, 
Jeremiah's back to saying, I wish I'd have never been born. And so sometimes that, that attitude of praise doesn't last very long, and God has to renew it over and over again. And God does. He delivers his speakers from their anger, their fear, and their reluctance so that they speak praise. Well, there are still perils about speaking God's word, but there's still power in that word that outweighs all the problems. When St. Paul said that love of Christ compels us, I wish that it was my super strong love for Christ that always kept me going, and I'm sure you do too, but it's Christ's love for us that overpowers us. Jeremiah never did get to build up people because the people didn't repent. But Jeremiah did. His anger and doubts were torn down by God so that he could be built up as God's speaker. And even as he continued to wish he'd never been born, God built him up again so that Jeremiah would benefit. And so today, if uh, everybody sleeps through the sermon, at least the preacher should get something out of it. And so if everybody puts down your Christian witness and your Christian message, you are still blessed by it. God will continue to speak to us so that He can rescue us, forgive us, renew us, and put us back to work speaking for Him. By God's grace, speakers of God, you can take this job, and not because the job is made easier, but because you are changed. You can take this job and really, truly love and appreciate and bless your boss by living lives and speaking words of praise. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.